This is Brenda inside the Kid Code Playground, where, in the time it takes to have a coffee break, we shift stressed out families from painful parenting and kid chaos to positive parenting and calm kids using the techniques in the book, The Kid Code 30 Second Parenting Strategies. The unexpected result? You get your belly laugh back and ensure your kids keep theirs. In this podcast, pointed straight at your heart, we understand that parents struggle with two big problems, time and strategies that work on the spot. Every time you tune in, you'll find something to help you get right now relief in an upset with your kids, because every parent deserves a peaceful parenting experience, and every child deserves a peaceful parent. Are you ready? Hello, Kid Code parents. I'm here once again with Amanda Miller, my daughter, who, as you know from our last podcast together, has been studying and practicing health and well-being for the better part of her life. She's really intrigued by the complexities of human behavior and loves working with stressed out parents to uncover the psychological contributors that are causing parents to feel out of control and disappointed in their parenting experience. But remember, as we talked about last time, and we'll talk about forevermore, is the first thing that we teach all parents when they make a parenting mistake is to say and feel the truth of the statement, I matter more than this mistake. So Amanda is also a trainer for the Kid Code Teachers, along with Lasha Watson. So if you'd like to help parents in this way, they can show you how to do that. Today, we're going to share with you how to get your kids to stay in their own business. I know that sounds kind of a little bit harsh, um, but also for us, the peace actually of staying in our own business, we're going to use a strategy in the book called Whose Business Are You In? Welcome, Amanda. Thank you, Mom. Um, yeah, this is a great technique. It does it does maybe seem a little bit harsh, and I think that's one of the things uh, when you're implementing it, you have to be really careful the tone of your voice um, and and where you're coming from, so that you're coming from a place of knowing for yourself how good it feels not to have to get into other people's business. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great technique. It really is. It's really good for tattling and kids want to tattle. Um, it, you know, I also find, I, for me, I feel like I have two very different kids and um, one of them, you know, is pretty strong and confident and does easily get into other people's business. And it's pretty easy to talk with, but I use it in a way where the, my other child is very sensitive. And when someone says something about them or thinks someone's talking about them, or even someone has an opinion about them using it even then, well, who's, and I actually say, um, whose problem is it? If they, are upset about something, you know, whose problem are, are you in if, if they've got a problem, you know, and it really helps her not take it on other people's opinions, judgments, whatever on as well. So there's definitely a few different ways you can use this technique. Yeah, that's a great way to use it. Yeah. I remember Guy Finley said something that I love and I still think about often when I want to say something about somebody else's business, I remind myself of what he said, which is, Get rich and keep your two cents to yourself. Yeah. 
It does feel better uh, not to poke your nose in other people's business, not to worry too. That's another thing. Um, You know, sometimes there's four kids running around here and not every kid's going to have the same thing at every time. You know, maybe someone's got a play date. The other one doesn't. Um, Someone else got a treat at school and it's always like, well, how come I didn't get, you know, that. And so it's a really good way to, to just simply ask, you know, well, whose business is it? And, and help remind them that it doesn't matter what's going on for anybody else out there, whether they're getting something or they're not getting something or they have an opinion about something or whatever. It has nothing really to do with you and your needs and your life. And, you know, this is, as an adult, we can understand this so easily because the moment somebody's in our business, what do we think? We wish they weren't. And so we know the discomfort of when someone else is in our business. So the very moment that we're in someone else's business, we can also, if we tune into ourselves, feel the discomfort. And for sure, all we have to do is look at the other person's face and we'll know <laughs> we'll know that, yes, we are in someone else's business. It's so hard to stay out of other people's business, though, sometimes. It really is. I mean, and this is a good reminder for parents, too, because um, it's easy. And we actually think we have a right to get into our kids' business a lot. And so it's good practice even for us to, to stop before we make a comment, a judgment, an opinion, or get nosy about anything. Just stop and say, you know, is that our business? It doesn't mean you shut down the lines of communication, but I think there's a different a different way parents sometimes approach situations. And a lot of times it is more of a controlling, I need to know your business kind of approach than I'm here for you when you need me and to, to focus um, and practice approaching it that way versus the, well, what are you doing? (laughs) Or, you know, whatever sort of um, whatever you're doing, even if it's opinion, well, did you do your homework good enough or, um, you know, all the different ways we tend to like pick at our kids in a way that really isn't, isn't in their best interest and doesn't feel nice for us either. No, I I was just thinking as you were speaking about what Rumi said, which is there are two lives being lived. Their life, our kids' lives are their own lives. Yeah, they are. And it brings to mind this idea of advice giving, like inserting ourselves. I've noticed as as I get older, well, I've noticed, actually, I don't know much. That's what I really noticed, because I don't know what the other person needs. Mm -hmm. So every time I'm giving advice, I'm in their business. Yeah. And uh, I saw a funny meme the other day. It's like, can you see my, it's like, I, this is my, this is the other person's nose. I, I found this in my business. Are you looking for this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a difficult task though with, for parents, like what's the difference between inserting ourselves in a negative way in their business mm-hmm. and just correcting them. But I found yeah. for me was um, there's no negative energy in a correction or in guidance. Mm-hmm. versus when I'm in their business, I, it's so easy to see once you start tuning into yourself that if you're in somebody else's business, you are going to feel uncomfortable. So Amanda, can you think of a time when the kids 
uh, or a time where our parents might be able to use this. Like the kids would say, what's an example? They'd say, um, like, what are you doing? Or <clears throat> one kid's doing something and the other one butts in. What are you doing? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, well, a lot of times it happens, as I said, with differences. So if if one kid's getting something, the other isn't, or those kinds of things. Um, anytime one kid makes a judgment to the other, and actually I find now the kids use it on each other, which, you know, they don't always come from the, the most um, natural place when they're <laughs> saying it. Whose business are you in? They always have a little bit of tude when they're using it with each other. Yeah. But I will say they ha- it does bring awareness to how much we actually do get into other people's business, right? So um, a lot of times we use it when anyone makes an opinion about another person. Yeah. You know, well, you know, whose business are you in? That's one of the, the main areas that I use it. And, you know, always following up with, does it feel good for you to worry about what's going on with them? No, it never mm-hmm. does. If they want to be like, cause a lot of times, um, you know, one of the kids will say something and the other kid will, um, make a comment. Oh, you're rude or whatnot. And then the other one's like, get out of my business. <laughs> and, and so it's a good, it's a good to thing to point out to them. Well, if they're being rude, it's not your job to correct them. You know, you don't need to get entangled in their business there. Um, so we use it a lot in that way. And as I mentioned, I do find it quite useful when the kids are worrying, you know, a lot, a lot of people have kids that are lean a little bit more towards the worrying side of things. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when they're worrying about what someone else is going to think or say or do, whether it's happened or it hasn't happened, you know, I often use this, well, whose business is that? Who's, you know, whose opinion and whose problem is that? Is that yours? You, you can't, worry about what other people are thinking or saying that's their problem it's their business yeah that's that's such an excellent use of this strategy amanda that's great Mm -hmm. well thank you very much i'm sure that the parents will be able to use this strategy much easier now and i can't wait for our next podcast amanda thanks for being our, our guest my pleasure mom thank you Thank you for listening and making your parenting life and your child's life more positive and peaceful. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to take a Kid Code course, yep, you can do it in the time it takes to have a coffee break. If you'd like to become a Kid Code teacher, or if you want to reach me directly to talk about anything Kid Code, I'm here. Thekidcode.ca instant evolution into positive, peaceful parenting, one upset at a time.